Ruben, Anthony, what are you guys most excited for at camp this year? You, Kyle. No, but you. Be, be serious. Wait, are you serious? This is for Gary. This is for Gary, the editor? Yeah. Oh, we're excited to see lives change. You know, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm excited to be up here in front of you guys this morning, just to be with my family after a long week, and uh, it's just so encouraging for me uh, that they actually even let me up here again to speak to you guys. So, but uh, <laughs> my name is Mike Mead. I serve as a teen leader in our teen ministry here in the East. And uh, as you guys saw, we just watched a video from our teen camp, and it was a lot of fun. But the title of the camp was TBT, Truth Be Told. And last week I even shared about what these are. These are Bible talks that we have on our high school campuses. And uh, this last week we actually got four of them started uh, at four of our high schools. And uh, at one of them we had 14 visitors come out, which is awesome. And also, at another one of our high schools, they had sign-ups, and over 60 students signed up to be a part of the Bible Talk. And so, amen. And you can see that God and Jesus Christ is being preached on our high school campuses. He's being preached on our colleges. He's being preached on our jobs, and in our communities, and in our neighborhoods. And that should fire you guys up today, because it fires me up. Amen?
Also, coming up in a few weeks, we're going to be having this men's service. It's titled, The Most Interesting Man in the World. And uh, there will be no Dos Equis. Okay. We're going to be talking about Jesus, the most interesting man in the world. And so today, you and I are going to look at the character of Jesus. And it's always good to talk about Jesus, right? You never get tired of hearing about Jesus and how amazing he was. And uh, the lesson today is really meant to inspire you, to encourage you, to build your faith. And that's what I uh, intend to do to your faith today, is encourage it. Amen? Um, So all week I asked myself, what is it about Jesus that is so interesting? What is it about Him that attracts us to Him uh, so strongly? And so we're all different, and so maybe I wanted to open it up for a few people to, to maybe share their opinion of what they think, why they think that Jesus is such an interesting man. So if you guys want to raise your hands, or maybe you want to share what you feel or what you think makes Jesus so interesting. Margie. Mm-hmm. All right, equality. There you go. Uh, Adrian. Amen. Shirley. Mm-hmm. Gabe? Oh, okay. She stole yours. <laughs> Laura? Amen. I'll have one more. Alex? Right. What I found, well, by the way, you know, you guys, thank you for your responses, but what I find most interesting in Jesus and what is so attracting about him is the optimism of Jesus. What Jesus saw through his own eyes. And by optimism, I do not mean the kind of person who is only slightly concerned with the world's agonies and tragedies. Because no matter what he or anybody else does, everything's sure to be okay, right? By optimism, I do not mean shutting your eyes to all the horrible facts and insisting that in spite of everything going on, all is well with the world. Assuming that the tendency of nature is always upward. If so, then Jesus was not an optimist. He saw suffering in its every form. But what made Jesus an optimist was his ability to live in a world, a world that was seemingly hopeless and yet believe that men and women like you and I could change. No matter how hopeless it seemed at any time. And if you think about it, when has someone had more of a reason to lose faith in men? He lived in a corrupt and depressing time when the government was rotten. Kind of like we, we see a lot of these things in our own community, in our own society today, right? I turned on the news for five minutes the other day, and I was so depressed. I mean, I couldn't, I'm like, that's why I don't watch the news anymore. So if you do watch the news... I mean, I give you a lot of a lot of props there, but I can't do it. But looking in Jesus' time, the Jewish church was lifeless. It was hypocritical. Society was disgustingly corrupt. Even Jesus himself was suspected, misrepresented, and hated. Wherever he went, people twisted his words. His motives were questioned. Jesus was mistreated in every way. But what made him optimistic was that he never gave up on the fact that men like you and I can change. And how inspiring is that? 
That despite our shallowness at times, the superficiality of our, of our human nature, Jesus saw a soul that was created in the image of God. He saw the capacity and the possibilities of our hearts. The mustard seed of faith, that if we devote ourselves to God, it can grow into being something even greater. He believes in you. Despite all the things that we are, the mistakes that we make, Jesus sees the person who you can become. We are all living examples of people. We all have our own story of why we're here. And He wants to do even greater things with your lives. Amen? Amen. So before we get started today, let's go ahead and go to God in prayer, and we'll jump right into the Scriptures. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this morning. God, thank You for giving us life. So many of us were just at the bottom of the pit, God, had no hope in our lives until Jesus saved us. And God, I pray that this morning that you can really connect with our hearts, that we can see Jesus and who he really was. There are so many different opinions of who Jesus is today, God. But I pray that we go to your word and we can see the man who was your son and who saved our lives. Uh, Please be with our hearts. Allow us to open them up this morning for change. And I pray that you please speak through me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And God, I love you so much. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles over to Matthew chapter 16. The title of my lesson this morning is The Optimism of Jesus. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. It says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah. Or one of the other prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gate of Hades will not overcome it. And this morning we're going to look at the relationship between Peter and Jesus. And as you see here, if you're Peter, you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself right now, right? You've just been given the keys to heaven, right? Peter's probably feeling pretty fired up looking at the other apostles. That's right. I got the keys, right? Because of his faithful response, Jesus entrusted him to the keys to the kingdom of God. Not only that, he also gave Simon the name Peter which in Greek means a rock. And if you know anything about Peter, he was probably the most temperamental and fluctuating man out of all of Jesus' apostles, right? One minute he was being praised for his faith, and the next minute he was being rebuked by Jesus. Kind of like myself. (laughs) Me and Josh Peterson have many great D times together. However, 
we see how Jesus saw the deepest in Peter. The potential in who Peter could become. Even when Peter fell hard at times. Let's turn our Bibles over to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 31. It reads, Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. And you see in the scripture that Jesus is forewarning his apostles, his disciples, that they will abandon him that very night of his arrest. And then who else but Peter, good old faithful Peter, has a quick response for Jesus, right? Even if all fall away on the count of you, I never will. But Jesus tells him that very night, you will disown me three times. And Peter tries to reassure him, but we all know what happens. We know the story. That very night, Peter disowned Jesus three times. Even going as far as calling down curses on himself when people accused him of knowing Jesus. And he wept bitterly that night because of the mistake, because of his sin. And I want to share a scripture to you, if you guys can turn to John 21. Because what's encouraging is that Jesus believed that men and women who have fallen in all the way to the bottom can climb back again. No matter how many times you and I may make mistakes, He still believes that we can still make it back. That we can still climb our way out. And in this chapter, John chapter 21, verse 15, this is after Jesus had already resurrected and He he visits His disciples. John chapter 21, verse 15. When they had finished eating... Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt. Because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. 
Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Three times Peter denied Jesus in Matthew chapter 26. And three times he reconfirmed to Jesus, you know that I love you. Peter was broken about the sin that he had committed towards Jesus. And I believe that if Jesus had not come back to have this interaction with Peter, he would have never become the man that God had meant him to be. And we know Peter, like, well, like Peter, sorry, Peter goes on to be one of the greatest men of the Bible. Later, preaching on the day of Pentecost, unlocking the kingdom of heaven to everyone who repents and is baptized. And like Peter, we all have our downfalls. I've shared the story of my life many times, but over and over again, I see how God uses my experience to show His power. At one point in my life, leaving God, but coming back again. The grace that God showed on my life because He saw not who I was or the things that I did, but He saw the person who I can become. He sees the person who you can become. No matter what you've been through, Jesus believes in you. Does that encourage you this morning? No matter what kind of week you had, Jesus believes in you. And that should encourage our faith on a daily basis. And we have a choice to live as Jesus with eyes that saw the opportunity and the difficulty. Not the difficulty and the opportunity. That's optimism. Being able to see the opportunity through the hardships in your life. Not seeing how hard it is when there's an opportunity. And Jesus, before He was taken to be crucified, In John chapter 16, you don't have to read there, but he says, In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus triumphed over sin for you and I. And practically, we need to recommit ourselves daily to spending time in God's Word and in prayer. So that our faith and trust in God continues to grow more and more every day. And also, I want to challenge you guys. I want to give you guys a good challenge today. I want to encourage you to at least encourage one person today by sharing with them who you think they could become for God. And that's the minimum. And I want to challenge you to do that before you leave today. I want you to talk to somebody and tell them, this is who I think that you can become for God. Because we hear a lot of stuff in the world. We get discouraged a lot. We need to stop measuring each other by what we are now, but by who we can become. Every day, by different advertisements or by this world, we're being told that we're not good enough. But Jesus says, you are. Right? And before we take communion, I want to close out by reading a passage out of this book. It's called Jesus the Same. And if you haven't read this book, I really encourage you because it really opened my eyes 
to the character of Jesus. And a lot of, you know, the lesson today I, I got out of this book. It's amazing. And I'm going to read this to you right now. It says, This indomitable optimist has confidence in you. You have no hope for yourself. He has. You see your weakness, sordidness, vileness. He sees deeper. And seeing deeper, he has hope for you. He sees your capacity for God. He knows what you can do when you have come to your senses. He sees deeper also into God. You have no adequate conception of the patience or the mercy of the infinite Father. He has. You do not know what infinite love can accomplish. He does. Because of your transgressions, you have lost faith in yourself. He is not. Because you have failed a thousand times, you say there is no use trying anymore. He says, try again. If you give yourself to Him, He will make you an optimist. And God has a great vision for every single one of us. But let's never give up or get down. But focus our eyes on the man who gave his life. Because he believed that each of you can do something great for God. This week, let's be encouraging. Let's be men and women who lift others up. When you're walking around on your campus, at high school, college, when you're on your job, and people are are maybe cussing, and you're struggling, don't get down. Look at them and see the person they can become. And so right now, we're going to take the bread and the juice, so let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning.